Welcome to NYU's Hall of Fame, a podcast about distinguished students at New York University. I'm your host, Bella Kochkarova. On this show, we're going to be exploring the NYU community, shedding light on some of the most fabulous and notorious members of the student body. NYU is decentralized. It's not really your typical college campus, so it's easy to feel alienated from the people around you, which is crazy because some really cool people go to NYU. I thought, what better way to combat this than to start a conversation with some NYU stars? We have a really special guest for NYU Hall of Fame's first episode, the male lead of Wes Anderson's hit film, Moonrise Kingdom. My name is Jared Gilman. I am, uh, I guess I'm technically still a junior, and I'm studying film and TV. Awesome. And what's your claim to fame? What are you most notorious for? I was in a movie when I was 12. The Moonrise Kingdom, uh, directed by Wes Anderson. I, I played Sam Chekeski. Are your foster parents still mad at you for getting in trouble so much? I don't think so. We're starting to get to know each other better. I feel we're in a real family now. Not like yours, but similar to one. I always wish I was an orphan. Most of my favorite characters are. I think your lives are more special. I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about. I love you, too. I had a, I guess you could say, a leading role in it. Except it was like, you know, a movie with lots of way more famous people in it. And so that was uh, an experience for sure. Like, I've done other films, but, you know, nothing, I guess, is sig- significant as, like, Moonrise. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, Grew up uh, acting, but also still attending school. Always talking about movies and stuff in school. And uh, 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 I was also the uh, uh, member and then eventually leader of my high school's film club that, you know, was very uh, super, super popular. Uh, <laughs> uh, not at all. Is that sarcasm? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when I had led it, it was like half the time people would show up. I, I remember uh, one week I, I, I wanted to watch Solaris or another, it was like another one, Picnic at Hanging Rock, uh, didn't pan out very well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I did, I, I did that. And then, so then I ended up going to NYU for film. Also, I was stalking your Twitter and you tweeted something about like New Jersey and like voting on weed. Oh yeah, where that's the, uh, it's up for um, Phil Murphy wants to legalize it, but I guess we got to vote. And uh, so I already voted yes. Okay, um, that was my next question. Not to be too invasive, sure. but what's your favorite way? To smoke? To get high, yeah. Well, right now uh, I, I'm i using a uh, gravity thong. It's a, a, a glebe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that rules. Kind of progressed there. If I had a rank, I would say butt over vape. I, I, I will say, though, I do I do enjoy edibles. It's just that I don't get them very frequently. 
just to switch gears a little bit, I was wondering, like, I mean, you seem to be really into film and like genuinely have a passion for it. But my question is, do you think that interest or passion would have sustained if you weren't in such a blockbuster movie? It gave you a taste and now you're like chasing that? Or are you just like genuinely really passionate? No, I mean, I think I was, I think, I, I think I would have been in, into film no matter what. I was sort of like on that track already pretty much because I, I had my first film obsession when I was five and then it was sort of just from there I was, you know, I sort of had the, the sort of keen interest, I guess. What, what obsession was that when you were five? The, uh, 2003, uh, Eddie Murphy haunted haunted mansion movie because <laughs> I guess it was like my first horror movie and I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I remember I was I I I, I I I every day I'd come home from kindergarten and, and and like me and my my friend from a few houses down the road would like uh just like watch the same scenes like over and over and over again uh it was like one of those things and then it got to a point where where my i guess my my kindergarten teacher was like jared you can't talk about hot mansion <laughs> after halloween because it's just too much she's fed up yeah apparently this i have no memory of but apparently yeah, i was at a birthday party and i'd wanted to play the haunted mansion game and no one wanted to play with me uh, that's like, so sad because like well also who knows if i even knew what the haunted mansion game even was like what the rules were and how it worked uh my mom walked up to me and was like what's wrong and i was like no one will play the game with me and at the time i had a lot of imaginary friends and so my mom was like well why don't you play with your imaginary friends oh my gosh and i was like well they're at home and my mom was like well can't they take their imaginary car over mm -hmm. and i was True. like Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the point yeah. is, like, you've always had this fixation on film. I suppose. Uh, yeah. I'm going on so many tangents. Uh, uh, no, I love it. I love it. Too. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, it sort of continued basically throughout elementary school and, and then I hit middle school. And But, you know, my parents were showing me Ghostbusters. And one of my local movie theaters, uh, when it had opened up they did like a screening of Raiders of the Lost Ark mm -hmm. and so that was like my first time seeing that movie and I remember I thought it, I, I didn't realize that it wasn't new and I was like really blown away obviously my parents had to cover my eyes in certain parts because I was like seven I think that I remember very distinctly and you know other movies from like that era uh, that I'm totally blanking on mm -hmm. so then obviously when I got cast in Moonrise I was very excited to work with Bill Murray because uh, oh I had gosh. seen a bunch of, I, had, I had already yeah. seen like a bunch of his films by then <laughs> Do you keep in touch with any of your co-stars from that movie or no? Not as much as I, I wish. But uh, but yeah, I did see a couple of the Khaki Scouts last February. Like It was like pretty soon before the pandemic, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, Clutch, yeah. Yeah, it was sort of this like somewhat local like film program that was happening, and and the person who was running it was someone that we all had known, and he screened Moonrise for them, and had a couple of us come for like a little Q and A. Except I, when I say them, I should say I mean it was like a it was a program for like twelve year olds, like eleven yeah. twelve year olds, I think. So it was like mm -hmm. a very it was like it was an admittedly like surreal experience. Uh, yeah. watching it in like a sort of like theater with a bunch of actual 12 year olds as a 21 year old it was just like wow holy shit, a lot of time has passed oh you my know? god yeah totally do you think you have any advice to give to people that are trying to get into the film industry i mean i i guess it's just because of the nature of this year 
I wish I was someone who was better at giving advice or being comfortable giving advice about about things. Because I guess I look back at what happened with me, and it just because so much about the about it is 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 like luck and timing, and and then again, things I feel like you know are changing. You know, I haven't necessarily been maybe in the loop for since I've been at NYU. I'll admit, I probably should have said <laughs> before this, I'm not the best interviewee. In that I'm not always, I, I don't always come up with No, answers. you're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, I mean, I think you make a good point when you talk about timing and luck. I get the sense it is a very competitive industry. Mm-hmm. And like the premise of this podcast is for these distinguished people, what was the difference? Why them? And some people are, are distinguished in that sense through nepotism. Like they are the daughter, right. the son of like someone mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. Or sure. some people get really lucky or like, and how do you parlay this into a successful career? For people that believe and have faith in America, meritocracy i think to be aware of this like aspect of professionalism of the luck and the connections you have to make i think that is like a huge yeah dichotomy. i mean well that is an element like in terms of like knowing the right people or, or, or sort of being in certain areas or certain circles I, I, that could be an element of it it is also be a lot about luck in my case i sort of chalk it up to a mix of me being who i was at the time uh, of course but then also certain things kind of just happening working in my favor in that moment when i first auditioned well first off when i was a kid before i got cast i used to get my hair as long as as it is right now this it's maybe a little shorter than how i used to normally wear it when i was like a kid and so then when i got cast in moonrise i had to you know cut it off for the part and, and uh but then not only did i have the hair i also used to wear like sports goggles instead of normal glasses even though like i said i'm not a sports person i think my reasoning literally was because if i'm playing golf i'm addressing the ball and looking down i don't want to constantly be pushing my glasses up even though it's not really something that happens if you're wearing the right glasses so i'm not really sure about that line of reasoning but anyway <laughs> but when i started auditioning i i did get a, a backup pair that were like rimless on the bottom so like the very least the casting director could see my face and it just so happened that when i'd gone to do the moonrise audition my mom and i were like rushing i guess because maybe we got stuck in traffic or whatever on our way into the city yeah we uh and and we ended up leaving my auditioning glasses in the car we didn't realize it until we had already made it into the waiting room and i only had like you know five minutes to to till I was being called and then not only that it was a it was a cold read audition so I was only then just seeing the script the the sides the or the the scene for the first time sat down with the scene started reading it and then he realized that we left my the right glasses like you know five minutes away in the car yeah I'm gonna go in with these whatever and so then it wasn't until like a year later when the film had come out and we were doing press interviews and stuff and my mom was watching an interview that Wes was doing, and he had mentioned that the glasses stuck out to him wow. when I first auditioned. Yeah, it all everything um, happens for a reason. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that like if I had worn the right glasses, I wouldn't have I gotten the part because he was citing citing like other things, but he did mention the glasses as like a big part, I guess, or something like really stuck out to him. Well, that's really um, interesting to me because I... in my experience, like I've never auditioned for a film, for instance, but I have like done job interviews and mm-hmm. it's like this social politics of like, just like the most like inane random detail about you can endear you to someone or make them mm-hmm. dislike you. And it's just, that's yeah. just what it is. Like, I guess in any industry, it seems mm-hmm. like. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I will say too, it was also, it was, he emphasized that it was like the, the interview portion where I was talking about, I was talking about going to middle school and, and being excited, I guess, to make friends and stuff. I don't remember exactly what I said, but, but, but like, I, I do remember Wes saying that was something that like stuck out to him. Again, I, I, I look back on what happened with me and I think it was a lot of, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, luck and the fact that I just happened to be going through something that I guess emotionally put me in a state that worked for the character. Right. And okay, I just have like one more little mm-hmm. question. How do you prepare yourself for an audition? Like, how do you steel yourself mentally to be in like in the right space for that? Is that something that's hard for you? Or you've gone on so many auditions, it's like normal for you? Well, I mean, it's 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 learning as much as you can about the character through what you're given and and allowing yourself a little room, I guess, to, to kind of figure it out uh, uh, if there are certain blanks. Um, I mean, and this is a stupid question, but don't you get nervous? So I guess when I was growing up, I, 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 I did get into sort of a mindset where I wasn't allowing myself to be overly nervous about like casting director auditions and stuff. Again, because it's been it's been a while. I, I wish I had a more better answer for, for that. But uh, now I just be nervous about COVID that, you know, that would be <laughs> right. That's true. When I get when I focus into it, I I I. I feel like you know the i don't think about you know the insecurities sort of don't happen you know it's it's allowing you to to sort of kind of jump out of yourself and and put yourself in someone else's shoes or in 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 another and uh in in a sense and and sort of admittedly i've never really talked about it so i'm not really good at talking about it no i get what you mean I i don't think about it but like i went in the moment you know i don't know don't worry about it, Jared. Okay. Don't even worry about it. Okay. Thank so we're gonna, we're just gonna lot. yeah we're just gonna sign off. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you for, me for interview. Yeah, thank you for asking and interviewing me. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to NYU Hall of Fame's first episode on WNYU eighty nine point one FM. After recording our conversation, I can definitely say that Jared was the perfect casting choice for Sam Shikusky. But I'm also excited to see what roles Jared will land in the future. If you know anyone who'd be interested in being on the show, you can shoot me an email at bella at wnyu.org. That's Bella with one L. Intro and outro music are courtesy of Friend of the Pod, Cornbread. I'm your host, Bella Kochkarova. See you next time.